film number four, Sand Angels. I feel like, what, what's that show when people, um, when they talk about a number 10, a number nine, and they go through like the top scoring and film number four, Sand oh, yeah. Angels. And we're giving reviews, <laughs> uh, no reviews yet. But let's talk about this one because, as we said, we went straight from League to Sand Angels because we had the lead boy who was funding the film. Um, he couldn't come at a certain time. He only had the three weeks. Yep. So we shot back to back for four weeks. Um, by this stage, we were a wee bit tired. But saved Sand Angels... Money, yeah, saved a lot of money. <laughs> Sand Angels was a totally different project. Totally different. I wrote it... Uh, so again, vomit draft version, 60 pages. I've gone up from 40, but it was very much for the festivals because this was about creating something for this young man to have to show his skill. Yep. And actually rehearsal wise, we'd been rehearsing a lot with him over the phone because he lived in the UK. So he came knowing everything, nailing the, the role, his character. Um, it was a sad teenage suicide story. And I had put a lot of time and effort into creating what I thought was a beautiful story, actually. And also it felt very uh, surreal. It was, a, it was a story that was allowing us to be creative as opposed to that kids film, the one we shot before. Yeah. So we could really play with this now. And actually I liked the order that we did it because I think it was good to get into a structure and then shoot creatively. I agree, yeah. I, I liked the way we did that, number three and four. I'm very so, glad we did Sand Angels second. Yeah, I think Just that Just from worked. a soul mentality issue. Yes. I think that we got the the commercial, hardcore, like work, yes. work, work one out of the way. Yes. And then Sand Angels, while it was still a lot of work, was definitely a circumstance where the pacing and the yes. thought process yes. behind the choices was very intentional and everything was but open-ended. Yes. You, know? you were able to make yeah. a lot of decisions in the moment or change things around. Charlie yeah. had a lot of time with his personal coach on that That's one right. to get into character, to yeah. explore the depths yeah. of acting uh, quite a bit more than I think you know anyone yes. on the previous film there. I agree and, and I was very very proud of this so so this is now at a 125 as well so I got 250 for two films um, so we've got the same crew so everybody's in the same places same houses nobody moved yep. we've got all the equipment so you're starting at a different place because you're ready to go yep. um, the cast were the same but totally different so we didn't have all the adults in we got some new kids in and we had obviously the lead boy um wardrobe again same people same hair and makeup so that whole setup had already been created which i think saved a lot of time it did it did um we all knew exactly how we were working same food setup same timings everything really was able to develop almost like the film before was our pre-production of the prepping yep. for this film. Yeah. Uh, all the locations were permitted. Uh, we had paid for a beautiful uh, chapel, the Wayfarer's yeah. Chapel. Yeah. Unfortunately, I had only paid for it for half a day uh, because that is all we could afford on this budget. But we still shot it out. Oh, we did everything. Location. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. location. Um, then we had. We did have quite a few locations that were on the beach that weren't permitted. Yep. But that was okay. We were in a very quiet space. We had some really surreal moments that we got. So we were able to act quite fluidly. Yeah. 
and we were able to create something that in the end I'm incredibly proud of. So from an overall starting point, when you received this script, you know, did you have any immediate reservations, immediate thoughts? Well, I mean, I remember when we sat down to do the pre-pro together and we all really got into your initial draft. It was completely, completely different from the shooting version that we ended up with. I'm sure you remember that. <laughs> yeah, how did that happen, though? Uh, did I just rewrite it on the spot? Or what I think doing? it was a mix of you and Jonathan together, like, really getting into oh, it. that's you know? right. Yeah, the editor. So I had various people helping me, but, but I wanted to still it with my vision and again other yeah. people coming in yeah. would have changed things yeah. but I think we just narrowed the story didn't yeah. we a lot there was a lot of vagueness in the script at the initial draft and uh, yeah. it turned into something much more linear I think yes you know? which yeah. is great it's important well you know? because I'll tell you what it was about because you might haven't seen it yet but the, the concept was that there's this young boy and he's committed suicide and we'd play it almost like a Scrooge, you know, the film Scrooge, where it's the past, present and future, showing him that. But we don't know until the end whether he actually has died or whether it's just a dream. Um, Because I felt like it was an important subject matter to approach. I felt like this was a subject matter that Charlie could get his, really get his teeth into. And it was something that could be shown. There was a, you know, a bigger purpose. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you're right. So we, we really honed that that storyline yeah. and really knew those locations. Because to be honest, the yeah. initial draft of the script, I didn't actually know what we would be shooting. <laughs> like it was so now open-ended. He tells me. No, you, now you he had, tells we talked me. about that right from the get-go. It was like, okay, so we have these visual metaphors, but what are there the images? There were a lot of metaphors. <laughs> a lot of metaphors. <laughs> a lot of butterflies. Well, yes, yeah, because I just love the idea of what the camera was doing and I felt all creative. Yeah, but see, you see that in your head. And it was interesting to to digest that and figure out what is it, you know? Yes. So. Yes. And we did. We ended up with quite strong characters. Yeah. Um, yeah. Played mum, dad, the storylines. Uh, you know, I was very, very impressed with that. And again, we cast it properly through meeting people, through proper casting, um, sending off the script, getting tapes in or, yeah. or having a session. I love films that take a format of another film, you know, so you took the Christmas Carol format and you just adopted it into a serious drama. Well, you and know? I, I, that's why I put the Christmas theme in because again actually even though it's about teen suicide it's got that Christmas theme so it can be played over and over every Christmas I mean same thing you see Groundhog Day ripped off a million times but it's just you know what's the twist on it what's interesting about it so that was a nice way to take a out there concept and make it familiar to people yeah so we've then so we've got this script we're all there we're all ready to work so as far as um, getting ourselves prepped for it really pre-production happened because we were already there working but did we spend two days on going and looking at locations uh, ish. We spent one day kind of driving to some of the spots. Yeah. But not all the spots. And some of the spots that we had wanted, we couldn't afford. Yes. So then we made do with spots yes. we already knew of. And weren't we also at one stage going to go to the Malibu? Well, yeah, that's the main yes. one I was thinking of. Because obviously Malibu would have been great. Everyone yeah. loves that little spot. You see a million things shot there. But because of that, it's so expensive. So expensive. So many so people far. want to just be there in general, let alone yeah. to film. Yeah. And then to lock it down, like, I can't even imagine how much yeah. that would cost. Yeah, exactly. Oof. So I think we worked within these 
uh, the the timings, the budget, the locations again to make that work within ten days. Yeah. Well, a beach is a beach to a certain extent. Yeah. And Hermosa worked fine. We yeah, found yeah. Some nice little spots along there. And up near Palos Verdes. It was quieter by it was a million beautiful. times. Beautiful. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, so so pre-production really was just us figuring that out. Yeah. Um, and, and being ready to go. And again, using the same cameras, the same equipment. Yeah, again, just cheaping everything, like, yeah. kind of across the board. Because the longer you rent things, the more the prices come down. Yeah. So by doing everything consecutively, yeah. not having to return stuff, get different things, all of that. And, and what were your thoughts on us shooting? I know it was tiring, but back to back. Because I have to say, I'm doing it again this year. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was exhausted. And I swore I would never do it again, obviously, at the end of it, you know. <laughs> I was definitely fatigued, but then again, like... Well, you know, we didn't have pre-production. Now if we have pre-production. Yeah, no, I mean, I think the big differences now are... Her. I'm not going to say there's a correct or incorrect way to filmmate, because there's not. But I would say now that we are using the traditional filmmaking model of having everyone in their correct roles, having enough of a budget to do things smoothly... A clean script, sorted clean script. Clean script, trying to keep the pages to a realistic amount per day. Yeah. I mean, we haven't really talked about pages per day on any of these so far. Well, but... I mean, we're currently, we're looking at, if you work it out, we've got uh, scripts that were on average, well, we went for 40, we then went for 75, we then went for uh, 75, 80, and now this is 60. So actually our script numbers are low, but we are shooting only 10 days. So you're still looking at an average of eight pages a day. And the thing is, those scripts were very like nondescript to a certain extent. And there yeah. was more that needed to be shot yes. to each of those bits that maybe isn't yeah. dialogue that beefs it up. Yeah. So yeah. there's definitely things where eight pages was more like 12 pages sometimes. Yeah. And then all those location moves and all that stuff on Pretty Outrageous, especially. Yeah. All of that kind of thing definitely added a lot to the effort side of stuff. Yes. And yeah. I think going though well, we've experienced it now, like on, on other things where having all those people in their roles means I'm not pushing myself trying to do three people, four people's jobs. Yes. yes. You're in the same position where there's a proper A D, there's a proper everybody in terms of your personal yes. support team yeah. on the production end. Yeah. That you don't have to wear hats that stress you out or yeah. take you away from or extend your hours. Yeah. And that makes doing two films back to back significantly more realistic. So I think again, going back to this is all about filmmaking without fear. If I'd known at the end of it how exhausting we were going to be and what we would have felt like, probably wouldn't have done it. But I'm very pleased we did. So it's about saying, listen, just go for it. If you can and you get given that money and you have the ideas and the people that support you, go for it because you're only going to learn from it. And that's what that takeaway is, just making sure that you actually learn from it. So we're going to be coming back in a bit and we're going to be talking about the production aspect. <laughs> 